Your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. My name is Karen Cassian and here I'm here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell. And today we have the pleasure of uh, interviewing Mallory Davenport. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so Mallory, much for having me back. back. Thank yes. you for joining us. And Mallory is the president and owner of the Monarch Performing Arts Studio. She's a director, an actor, a singer, and a choreographer. So many things, Mallory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Where all. do you find the time? But she's also a mother of three children. I am. I am. <laughs> yes. Well. Tell us about yourself. Tell, tell us where you are right now. I know there's a rumor has it you're um, leading a, a new production at the Algonquin Theatre. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we're we're putting on rent in like 10 days or you know 12 days. It opens at the Algonquin Theatre, which is very, very exciting. It sounds incredible that you can do all that in such a short time because you just finished your last production. We did. Well, it's sort of funny. We we um, in the uncertainty of the world back in, you know, December and January, it was the HFA dates for Beauty and the Beast were April 1st to 10th. And when the HFA decided to postpone the show for another year, um, I said, well, you know, I better have a contingency plan in the event that the last five years wouldn't be able to run at the end of February. That was a really close call, wasn't it? It was a really close call. Well, we didn't really know until... I think the last week of January that definitely we were going to be able to go in February. And even then, I mean, after two years of this back and forth and a week on a week off, we still sort of thought, let's just hedge our bets and really, you know. It was very brave, I thought. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I have been called many things. Ambitious freak (laughs) is one of them. Uh, And I, I really wanted to persevere no matter what. I mean, we did that with One Brief Shining Moment as well. We just sort of said, let's just keep going. And if they shut us down, they shut us down but we're not going to stop and we're not going to let this stop the creative process. And, you know, I thought if we couldn't do it in February, we'd at least have the April dates to give us a little bit more time. And hopefully that would you know work out for us. So then when finally sometime, you know, end of January, early February, when we knew it was definitely going to happen, <laughs> I uh, got a phone call from Matt, you know, at, at the theater. And he said, you know, do you still want the April dates? And I said, yes. With no hesitation. I don't totally know why. Um, but the thought of, you know, giving them up and having nothing on those weekends or or not continuing on with the motivation and with, you know, riding the wave essentially of this, you know, of being able to do shows and what if they shut us down again and da 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 So I just thought, yes, absolutely. And then um, it was time to pick a show. What were we going to do next after last five years, which was a two-person musical. So it was very small cast and crew, pretty easy to sort of package and, you know, and do and rehearse under restrictions. Except for all the costume changes. <laughs> on, there were I don't know how many costume. other. How many? Uh, there were 19 oh, costume changes yes. on stage. On stage. Yeah. It it was a flawless performance, yeah, like music, brilliant. acting, everything. Yeah. It was thank really you. incredible. Um, yeah, well, we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Um, thank you for saying that. Uh, and so then uh, I had sort of gone back and forth on a whole bunch of shows. And when we realized that, you know, doing slightly obscure musicals or musicals that were really catered towards people who knew musical theater, I thought, well, why not risk it all and do something that's really iconic? And a show like Rent um, is a beast of a show. It is huge. The cast is huge. It is so dependent on strong, strong performers. Um, But because it's so iconic, people know it. And so 
actors know it. And so many actors have, you know, these dream roles they want to play. Mm-hmm. So really, when you're having people come in and, and I bring in professionals for my work, they are people who know the shows. And so we... Thank goodness, because it's yeah. such a short time period that you're So rehearsing. yeah, we're turning it around in about three weeks from our first rehearsal That's to amazing. opening night. Yeah. Are you a rent head yourself? Am I a rent head? I am. I am. Uh, my uncle died of AIDS in 1995. And so when the show premiered in 1996, um, it was I was something... on a care team in 1993. Yeah, it was something that was... I, yeah, I had marched in the Gay Pride Parade with AIDS Action Now my entire childhood. And it was something that I knew about. And, and was informed at a very young age about what the what the pandemic, what the epidemic was, mm-hmm. and uh, and then watching my uncle die of it was so. When the show came out, it felt like the first time in the arts um, that something so significant and and controversial at the time had been represented in such mm-hmm. a beautiful, significant way to show these marginalized and essentially ignored sects of people, you know we're there and we're humans and needed love. And that's really what Rent is. And it changed the face of, you know, the the way we talk about those communities of people. It changed the face of musical theater from a technical standpoint, from a, you know, from the musicals, from the music, because um, Jonathan Larson was so brilliant and crazy and ambitious. And Did so- Did I uh, read that there's 42 songs in that? Is that, did you? Yeah, that might be correct. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's incredible. So um, sort of like last five years, it's almost like a song cycle. There's very few scenes in the show. Um, there's some talking over underscore, but it is music on music on music on music. Okay. <laughs> it's the yeah. 25th anniversary tour It as is well. also the 25th year since Rent opened. Rent opened in April of 1996. What do so people who don't know anything about Rent know about its plot or its structure uh, you, you kind well, of without giving that. too much away yeah it's yeah. about a group of of uh, artist new yorkers who um are essentially living in a building where they're deemed squatters by a former friend who owns the building who's trying to um um you know create gentrification essentially and make an upscale arts facility that would displace homeless people and some of the artists who can't afford their rent ha 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 that's the opening song um it's literally about rent (laughs) i understand it was based on a puccini opera uh so it's loosely based on levy bohem the puccini opera Uh, very loosely though and jonathan larson really wrote about his friends and he wrote about the people he knew and the people he was watching around him and the sort of sexual fluidity of the time in the 90s and uh, and drug use and artistry and performance art. It is not a pretty show. It is not a polite show. And certainly it's not what we're doing with it. It's about anarchy. It's raw. It's gritty. It's so how dirty. Did, how did you find your actors? <laughs> They're professionals? Uh, so the, the cast is made up of a blend of both professionals and amateur actors. So we okay. really wanted our ensemble to be community members to also have some community engagement here. You know, for those of us in the arts community up here, we know the talent up here is phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. But there's really no opportunity for people to experience what a professional show looks like. You know, when we do community theater, we rehearse for four or five months. That's not the way the world works. You don't do that. You don't rehearse on Wednesdays and Sundays for a professional show. It's your job. You show up and you do it every day. Um, and that's what you get paid to do. <laughs> uh, and so, and I'm a professional actor. And so really the cast, the leads were drawn from people that I have either worked with or know. Into, um, from, from Toronto, industry, from, from all Toronto. over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Autumn Smith is our director. And so she brought in some of the cast as well. And we really, we spent the time picking people who we thought, A, would come in prepared. Because that was 
very crucial to this. We needed people who knew the show, who were going to know their roles. It's not an easy show. It's not an easy sing. And uh, and it's really emotional. And so you, you have to in, sort of In those three weeks, on. how often do you rehearse? So we have the professional cast comes up on Fridays and Saturdays. So they come up, They we rehearse for 12 hours each day. Whoa. Okay. And we oh, like wow. have a, you know, like sleepover parties on Friday night. Wow. And, uh, and you sing, and, I imagine. And we sing, we sing constantly. And on Sundays, we rehearse with any of the professional locals who are here, uh, as well as our uh, one of our musical directors comes up, who's from Peterborough, Justin Hiscox, who who hey, you played lead with- piano in the last five years, okay. and he is outstanding. Um, and so he comes in with Alana Noodling, who's our musical director, and we work with everybody sort of with this concentrated 20 to 24 hour span Because of time. you worked with some of them just recently, it's yes. probably a big Is it advantage. the same orchestra? Uh, no, it's not the same orchestra. It's this it's a it's from uh, Justin's orchestra from Peterborough, um, who are all going to come up for the show, and these are all professional musicians as well who will wow. be coming up and staying for the few weeks we do it, and uh, and then the locals, uh, our local team rehearses on evenings when they are done work and things like that, so that the ensemble has a really strong foundational base for when they come into rehearsal and join the rest of the cast on Saturdays. Oh, that's interesting. So we only that's had three full company rehearsals before like wow. the show opens. <laughs> Wow. So you just had a second rehearsal or second weekend of rehearsals. Yeah. yeah. And I read in a Facebook post by Autumn Smith, there's something feral and unleashed about this show. It gets in and shifts the cell structure. It makes us confront, rebel, protest. It begs us to practice radical love, love, big love, unapologetic, messy and ugly. Yeah. It does. And, you know, this past Saturday, we finished blocking the show. So the whole thing is now done so we'll just it'll just be running it now and in these moments when we we blocked the finale um we all started to cry essentially as we stood up on this you know and and looked at each other and realized how much we all do love each other and how impactful it is when you think of the millions of people who've died of AIDS over the years and it was the most beautiful thing we all just wept and wept and wept so it is it is feral and real and it's filled with love and that's what the show is what's your role in it I'm playing Mimi who is um, one of the main characters' love interests? Essentially, um, she is um, she is one of the rawer characters. I'll say so. She she's a stripper, she's a drug addict, and she is dying of AIDS. She's at the tail end of her disease. She's nineteen, which is you know not my age, but oh, you could pass for nineteen. Well, thanks. <laughs> I don't feel like that in the morning. But um, uh, so yeah, I'm playing Mimi and. Uh, and it's it's a whole new genre for me. Okay, we're gonna we're here with Mallory Davenport. Uh, I'm Karen Cassian with my co-host Marie Mitchell, and we'll be right back after a short break. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on the Bay. And we're back with Mallory Davenport. I'm Karen Cassian here with my co-host, Noreen Mitchell. And we're talking about uh, Mallory's latest production, Rent. Not hers, but an entire cast and crew. Um, yeah, my studio by, is producing. So yes, it's, the uh, Monarch yeah. Studio is producing it. And uh, I can't wait to see it. If, if it's any indication from your last show, um, it's going to be fabulous. So I highly recommend uh, people go the last five years. So we, yeah. we both went to see this last five years, which so was the much. previous show, the first show on the stage in 2022 in Algonquin Theatre. And I have to say, it was a challenging work if you didn't already know it. 
yeah. what it was. I mean, that you had a note that say, you know, one character's going in one direction in time and the other's going the other direction. But I was amazed at it. And I was pleased that you were giving us something different. Yes. yes. It yeah, seems it to unique. me that your intent on educating a theater-going audience here. I, I th- it feels like that. Oh, well, uh, thank you. <laughs> um, I guess the truth, yeah, I mean, yes, I think that's sort of our job as artists. I also think it's really important for shows like this, the sort of abstract and obscure and different shows like the last five years. Jason Robert Brown writes very creatively. You know, he has other shows that are also like that as well that are, you know, very... Cerebral. Cerebral thing. I'm like heady. Yeah, cerebral. Exactly. Um, and and he's brilliant in that way. And it does make you think. And um, I had people who saw it more than once and felt that the second time they really caught more things. Well, because I it, went home. Yeah. I will tell you. Yeah. And I looked it all up. I looked up all the songs and I looked who the parts were. And I then I, I felt, yes, I did get it. Yeah. Uh, because yes. I thought, did I get yeah. it? Yeah. You know, did I understand it? Did I follow the flow? Yeah, and I did get it. But I Kudos had to, to Jim myself. Kelly, man. Oh, wow. He's yeah. amazing, yeah, eh? he's amazing. Both as an actor and a singer. Yeah, yeah. Was, Jim is an incredible performer. He really yeah, is. And you two together were And the music. Amazing. Music was fabulous. Music, music was outstanding. And, you know, I really I give so much credit to Alana for, um, yes. you know, creating that sound and filling the space and making something so magical. And, uh, and yeah, her, uh, Frank Berg, uh, Nicole Taylor, um, Anna Newling Black, and, uh, and Justin Hiscox came in. And the, the five of them together were, did an were amazing magical. Job. I've heard in the past on that stage when you're doing smaller productions that you don't use the whole stage. And you use the whole stage and it works really well. We, yeah, we used, well, we were about halfway up. We put the, the Dark risers air. halfway. I meant, sorry, oh, widthwise. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. we needed that width for that. We actually, the show has actually, last five years, has been picked up by another producer. So somebody has bought and licensed this version of the show, and, and Jim and I in autumn. And we'll go down to Peterborough oh, for another run of the great? show in May because he heard about it. He tried it was. Burlington and places so, like that too. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. if there are any other producers listening out there, we are available to do the show. <laughs> well, it was so, it was so much work and it really, really was a beautiful piece of theater and uh, and it felt really sad when it was over and so it's yeah. really exciting. We get to do it again in another few That's weeks. That's terrific. Congratulations. That's, yeah. yeah. And it will be in a significantly smaller space and so we'll have to restage the show and figure out how that feels because the characters are disconnected by nature. Yes, and, never, it worked, and, and it worked very yes. well. Have all that yeah. space to play with and now we'll be I think we have like you know 10 by 6 or something in order yeah. to have that same feel wow. so it's going to change the dynamic of it because we will physically be far closer wow Mallory I know you want to talk about rent but mm. can we talk about some of the other things that, that you do in, sure and I don't know how you do them because you're, <laughs> you're you're such a busy person um your connection to the festival the Huntsville Festival of the Arts you were doing the artist in the school videos for a while is that still happening uh, yeah. we haven't picked that back up no. um uh you know I, I don't know with everything that's changing if that will still exist I think it was such an it was unbelievably a, beautiful and valuable program I mean it was a problem I think with the teachers because they were having just it was all they could do to handle their classrooms. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and I having think now that's all they can do to figure out where they go next. Well, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, this this focus that the HFA has on bringing artists with lived experience into mm. education programs is so important. Yeah. And it's part of the reason in Rent we have professionals and amateurs because there is only really one way you can truly understand. It's by doing it yeah. and speaking to people who and do it. And it also falls along with something you talked about once before on a previous show, which is the opportunities to become professionals and remain professionals 
here. Yes. Yeah. What happens for people? How do you do it here? Exactly. And so, and I really thought that that program was amazing and valuable. And it was why my piece of it was editing the videos for people and setting them up if they wanted to come into the studio and And, film. And the Huntsville Art Society is involved in that. And they have a lot of money coming in that can be used for more videos. So hopefully we see. Yeah, I hope it does pick back up. And whether or not that's facilitated Mm -hmm. through the TLDSB or just through the HFA in house, I think is really, I think it's a really valuable and wonderful program. And another thing we know from Alberta, Robinette. Robinette yeah. was our guest last week, and she talked about the fact that drama is a training ground for so many people for not other professions, right? Yes. And that she you, she also mentioned that you're going to do a workshop at TPAN. I am doing a TPAN workshop next Tuesday uh, on directing. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm very excited yeah. about that. I did I did one. Uh, Gosh, I can't. Maybe a year and a half ago, some point in the pandemic, I did one, and I love doing workshops. And I think it's really important for uh, for youth to understand the realities of the work and and how to take the first step into doing it. That's well, she right. talked about a, pre- a preparation for you know being a lawyer or being confident in anything you do. Yes, exactly. I t- you have to uh, make yeah. an argument. Um, I I ran a workshop with um, Kyra Schultz, uh, Kyra Evans um, of about women in public speaking and how to present yourselves and how to just stand on a stage and speak, right? And that's such an important piece of it well, as well. from what I hear, those teenagers are going to be the most confident kids that have come out <laughs> well, of Huntsville. So. Yes. And how about the Huntsville Theatre Company? I know you were involved in the past as president, but uh, have you stepped down? I Yeah, I'm no longer president. I'm no longer on the board. And so uh, I'm no longer involved with the HTC. I okay. will always be a supporter of the HTC. They have a bond night coming up at Canvas. It is going right. to be we want to talk so about that. much fun. And I want everyone to go and I want everyone to continue to support the community theater like it's this funny thing you know people go well you want to start professional theater you really want and I said there's so much here there's so much space here there are so many so many venues so many Mm -hmm. venues Mm -hmm. there is so much room for everyone and everything and to you know pretend like there's no community theater and professional theater in Stratford Mm-hmm. It, you know, like there, yeah, of course imagine? there is. Yeah. It all exists. We can all be there. It's only going to drive tourism. It's only going to drive economic growth. It's only going to drive exactly. love and passion because that's this is what people want to do with their time. And, you know, we need to keep leaning on each other and supporting each other. And so as institutions who are working in the same and different sectors, my relationship with the HTC, you know, will always remain strong and I will do everything in my power to support them in their endeavors. Are you I, singing in... Uh, the bond thing? No, I'm no. not. I no, I I am not. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm doing I, I'm doing a fair amount of singing these days. Yeah, Mallory, <laughs> I wish you'd you'd run for council and bring your passion to, for the arts to uh, <laughs> to our local council, which doesn't have a lot. Yeah, it has well, some, but not not a lot. Yes, so it, you're, it, you're not the first person who suggested this to me. I yes. I feel I I feel torn. I'll say that much about yeah. it. <laughs> Um, and Eclipse, you were doing something up at Eclipse. Yeah, Eclipse. I did a few performances at uh, at Walk the Lights, um, and I thought, I mean, gosh, it was just magical place, magical place. And again, another like you. So when I first moved up here, the first time I went to Heritage Place, I I was like, I'm going to write to council and the mayor, and I'm going to ask them to give me Heritage Place because what I want to do <laughs> with great. this place is make them individual theaters. Could you imagine walking around and going to a different show in every space? Well, we did yeah. that, right? But, but point, not, it's been yeah yeah and and I'm like looking around and it's so beautiful and so incredible and then adding this like 
you know, this light, this light installation that is so mind blowing. And then you add in performance pieces and you add in music and text and and all of that. And I do hope we get to go back. We had a a Baba Yaga adaptation for the space where the audience would follow us around with each place, but it was minus 30. So (laughs) it didn't work out that well. But it was pretty cool even at minus 30, wasn't it? It, Yeah, we did. We stood in red and we were able to do that, but our hands literally were freezing (laughs) as we were so it uh, it wouldn't have worked maybe, at the time. Maybe next year. I hope so. I, hope milder. so. I, yeah. I know Eclipse is on until the beginning of April. Uh, and then we hit mud season. So it's yeah. going to yeah. maybe end after that. Now. But it's a very cool thing. I have, thing I have a question. Happening. How do you keep yourself informed about musical theater? You must attend a lot of things. Do you read a lot of things? Like I mean, what? I read Broadway Worlds and Playbill and everything like all the time. Yeah. And and knowing when new things are coming out, like there's there's the Karate Kid, the musical is coming out. And I just rolled my eyes like stop making 80s movies into musicals. Let's come yeah. up with new stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's also really important. Again, I mean, artists are almost always the first people to make commentary about what's going on in our world. And so, you know, spending a little bit of time uh, researching and looking at new shows and uh, and watching them on stage is really important. I know there's amazing movie adaptations of things and it's it's beautiful that we have a new medium, but it doesn't mean you've seen the show. Seeing the show live and on stage is a different experience. Oh, it's like people a musical performance. Rent, yeah. People who say, oh, I've seen the movie Rent. It is not, not the same. The same. No, no. Come and see the show. Come and experience it. It's, you know, you might have some cast members quite near you. You might feel like you're sitting in Tent City. Who knows? You'll have to come and see. Yeah, exactly. Where do, where do people buy tickets? At algonquintheater.ca. Okay. And what about the Monarch? Uh, you have a website? I do have a website, but I, the ticket sales are all going through the They're Algonquin. All, okay. Yeah. All right. What are your dream projects ahead? <laughs> I have too many. I mean, you know, there one day. Of you, Mallory. I know, I know. Well, you know, one day maybe we'll do Wicked. I think I'm far too old oh. to play uh, to play Alphaba. It's, <laughs> it's acting. It's acting. Um, uh, you know, really anything. I want to do every musical. Uh, we've talked about maybe doing The Secret Garden uh, in the fall, which is a really beautiful musical. I want to do Witches of Eastwick because uh, I love that show. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to do. I think it's really important in a town like ours to do shows like Dear Evan Hansen. And if they ever come available for licensing, um, talking about mental health is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, anything and everything. And I want people in my collective who continue to be passionate about it and who are really willing to risk it and take this journey with me because it's a huge risk. And I need the support of our community in order to continue to do these things. Well, you're doing a great job so thank far. You. Well, Mallory Davenport, thank you for joining us. I, I always feel that we don't we don't need to be here when you're on our show because <laughs> you do I it all so talking. well, and your passion comes across, and I just love it. So thank we you. wish you well um, with going forward with Rent and and any other productions that you're planning on doing. And thank you. Uh, yeah, and we'll try and see them. We'll, we'll definitely see them. Yes, yes thank you. So, Noreen, I want to I want to talk about the launch of the Huntsville Festival of the Arts uh, summer lineup. That we have thirty events coming up in uh, to celebrate our thirtieth anniversary, and the the launch for members and sponsors will ha- be happening at Canvas Brewery on uh, it's March no it's April thirteenth. 
So um, that's going to be very exciting. Um, some of the, I'm just. Can I talk at, about what else is happening at Canvas since Mallory brought it up? Sure. I got the date for the um, Huntsville Theatre Company, Shaken Not Stirred, Bond yes. film, theme yeah, films. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's is great. on April the 23rd. Okay. Some of the things coming up uh, with the festival, the art crawls happening downtown from June 1st to the 30th. Uh, music at Noon is coming back, but for only for a week this year, but it's back at the um, Trinity Church, July 11th to the 15th. Uh, Ralph and Lena with our Dan Watson, uh, executive director of the festival, he and his wife are doing Ralph and Lena. And oh, that's, I'm good. that's I'm excellent. I've seen that twice already. Yeah, me too. July 16th and 17th, uh, Kathleen Edwards. These are just a few of the things coming up at Deerhurst. We have Serena Ryder, Johnny Reed, Blue Radio, Jan Arden. So there's a whole... Tom Cochran's coming. He's another great one. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the summer lineup, and it will be coming out again on April 13th. How about you, Noreen? I got a few other things, a few different things. The Muskoka Authors Association, this April is Poetry Month, so they're presenting the Poetry and Etymology of Places and People with poet Bruce Hunter, and that's a Zoom uh, link uh, a, a meeting, and it's on Wednesday, April 13th. And so if you want to find out more, go to www.muskokaauthors.ca. And uh, as I mentioned before, the New Adventures in Sound Art up in South River is having their Deep Wireless Festival of Radio and Transmission Art. And that has been extended to until April 25th. And check out the installations, the performances, and the radio programs that are being presented in conjunction with that. Some are online and in person. And that's at nasa.ca, N-A-I-S-A dot C-A. New Advent, North uh, New Adventures in Sound Art, and uh, happy to see that uh, something that's been extended. I'd like to try and get up there. Currently on in Partners Hall, um, the Huntsville Art Society members uh, Norma Van Alstine has a solo show. It's called Loving Wildlife. It's quite gorgeous in terms of the photographs and paintings that she's depicted beautiful wildlife. And Norma will be our upcoming guest on Arts or Us, so don't forget to check that out. And also, there's art by Huntsville Art Society members in Huntsville Public Library and also at the Huntsville Hospice. I wanted to mention more than just art as well, so don't forget to look for courses there if you want to take that, more than just art.ca. I think that's it for now. Uh, I for, forgot to mention Jillian Peaver. Um, she's got a show coming up on March 27th at the Legion. 26. 26. Uh, Mar 26. Sorry. I March have four tickets. Okay. We're, going. Have tickets. We're going. Yes. We're going. Uh, March 26th at the Legion in Berks Falls, and she's doing a performing arts uh Event. Movement piece, yeah. Movement piece. So that, that's going to be different and exciting. Well, thank you again, Mallory Davenport, for joining us. And um, until next time, there's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We are Muskoka. Muskoka.